Hi everyone, this is Sarah Harvey from the Psychic Medium School. I'm really excited about our topic today because we're going to talk about auras and we haven't talked about it at this level before so I am extremely excited. This is actually a request from someone in the Exploring Clair Audience group. Uh, we talk about discovering all eight clairs, clairsentience, clairaudience, clairvoyance, claircognizance, uh, clairempathy, clairtangency, uh, clairsalience, and clairgustance. And so what I want to talk to you, and I'll provide the link to that free group down below. It's on Facebook. But what I want to talk to you guys about today is auras. So the definition of an aura is a spiritual energy field that surrounds all living things. By living things, I mean plants, animals, humans. Um, so that's like a basic concept of what an aura is. It's an energy field. And our aura colors around our bodies actually change, which is really cool. You know, like a mood ring, right? Like, you remember those little mood rings you'd get when you were young? Uh, some of us, I guess that kind of ages me. Um, when I grew up as in, I was born in 84, grew up in 90 as a, you know, young child, a teenager. And so basically, a uh, Mood ring is a ring that you would stick on your finger and the stone would color or would change colors based on heat. And so they basically called it a mood ring because if you were happy, it'd be a certain color. If you were mad, it'd be a certain color. And they had a little chart that'd come with mood rings. Anyway, so in aura, if you, if you remember mood rings, an aura is something very similar except it's an energy field. Um, so the concept of what a mood ring would do is actually what an aura really does do. So when we look at ourselves, every person, including you, has an aura. So our auras can be, our energy fields around our bodies, our auras, they can be really thick. They can be really thin. People might notice them in different colors than what we do. Um, but there's a really easy way to learn how to read your own aura and it is if you stick if you spread your fingers out on your hand and you put it your hand up against the wall of a solid color or maybe like a refrigerator if your refrigerator's white or if you've got white walls something like that put your hand up against it and try to look through your fingers at whatever's behind it behind your hand and just look through two fingers and try to see your own aura and i'll give you a second to do that because um, it's really, it's really interesting when you can do this and it might take a few times for you to try, but take a look at that. See what your aura is. So what color is your aura? You know, uh, so basically there are positive and negatives or a light side and a dark, a shadow side of each aura color. And so that's what I wanted to talk to you guys about today. So everybody has an energy field and if you've ever read the Celestine Prophecies, um, I really recommend that book. I actually just picked it up on Audible, and I love Audible. Um, I just picked it up on Audible, and uh, I'm, I'm not a affiliate of Audible. I just use it, and I like it. Um, it is called The Celestine Prophecies, and it's by James Redfield. So in this book, and I'll remind you again at the end what it is so you guys don't have to jump off yet. Okay, so in this book, basically, they <clears throat> find a hidden manuscript that talks about people and basically what our uh, what our destiny as humans are, what our life path or journey is supposed to be, and they start to talk about all these energy fields and all these um, all these auras, right? So in the book, and I know some people 
uh, like chuckle at this and but it's actually if you try this with a plant it actually is really a effective so they actually did studies based on this book that um, they would have fields of different types of plants and I live in Iowa so this is even funnier to me but uh so if you live in corn by cornfields, something like that, you'll find this kind of humorous. But so basically what they did is they did studies that if you talk to the plant, it went beyond just the traditional food, water, and light. So they would give this, the groups of plants the same amount of food, the same of water, amount of water, and the same amount of light. But what they did with one of the groups is they actually talked to the plants And they spent a lot of time sitting next to the plants and just, you know, uh, transitioning energy back and forth from the plant. And what they found is that they actually grew better, bigger, and healthier because of this. And when we think about that, I'm going to talk about it. I'm going to talk about the colors, but I'm going to talk about this in a little more detail. So let's, let's quick talk about the colors. So I actually got this from uh, online, and it's uh, the Instagram tag is at Chris, Crystal Reiki Healer, and so I just found this online, and basically uh, it is the aura colors, um, light versus shadow colors. So I'm going to read to you the meanings for each color. I'm going to tell you what the light color part of it is and the dark color. Or the shadow color. So violet, it means intuitive, mystic, wisdom, or greatness. The shadow side of that is selfish, spiteful, passive, aggressive. Um, the light. Uh, then we got purple. So that was violet. This is purple. Violet's a little bit of a uh, lighter color than purple. So purple is inspirational, seeker, teacher, artist. The shadow side of that is telling lies, dis- disloyal, or prejudice. Then we have blue. And the light side of that is imaginative, artistic, sensitive, kind. The shadow side is snobby, moody, critical of self and others. Then we have green, which is practical, ingenuity, peaceful, compassion, healer. And then the shadow side of that is selfish, materialistic, or jealous. Then we have yellow. So that's intellectual, friendly, optimistic, happy. The shadow side of that is fearful, lazy, careless, and indecisive. Then we have orange. The positive side or the light is self-control, ambition, courageous, thoughtfulness, and loves life. The shadow side of orange is the lack of will, lazy, irritable, self-indulgent. And then we have red. So red's light side is strength, courage, passion, sexuality, vitality. And then the shadow side is destructive, anger, ego, fearful. So then we have black or gray. The light side of that is opportunity to heal your inner self or reflection. And then the shadow side of black or gray is the lack of energy, illness, depression, or exhaustion. So if you go on a date and you're getting great vibes, you know, maybe it's your second, third date, you're getting great vibes. And uh, if you're single, uh, you're getting great vibes and you see the color red in somebody's aura, that might mean that they're in a uh, very sensual mood. Or maybe your spouse, you see the color red and you feel really positive about it. Maybe they're in a sensual mood. Um, So I just thought, I thought that was interesting. You actually 
definitely use this when you meet people. It's really going to give you an idea because not are we gonna, not are we just are, are seeing it uh, their energy field right, but we can actually if you're clear empathic, you're you're feeling their emotions too. You so you automatically know whether it's a light or a dark energy or a light or a shadow sight or shadow energy, right? So really pay attention to those colors and what they what their a person is projecting. Even if you're not lit, like even try to tune it in just to see the aura color, not necessarily their mood or your clear empathic um, abilities, right? Because you can you can isolate those things and figure out what where you're getting what from. So so as we talk about the transfer of energy, we know that not only do we transfer energy. Um, from ourselves to Mother Earth or from ourselves to plants by what I was talking about earlier about how we can make plants grow better and stronger. Um, we also can transfer energy within each other, right? And so what I'm telling you here is just like a plant, we can help a plant grow by just being around and being comforting and helping to transfer our positive energy to the plant, we can also do the same things with humans, other humans and other living things. That's why people like cats and dogs or whatever animals they have in their house. That's why they have them as pets is because there's a positive transfer of energy there. And so when I think of just kind of a a sidebar, I guess, when I think of plants, I thought it was really funny when I heard this the first time, because I told my, my boyfriend is a farmer here in Iowa. And I told him, I said, you know, Sean, you could, that's my boyfriend, Sam. So I said, you know, Sean, you could just go outside, talk to your corn and make it grow. And he laughed at me. And I, I explained the whole transfer of energy to him. And then he explained to me how that'd be difficult with as many fields as he, as they have. Right. So a little funny thing, you know, between my boyfriend and I that I try to get him to understand the spiritual side of things, right? So many of my friends probably see me personally as an extrovert, and that's true about me, Um, but I have some introvert qualities, and the reason why I do is because I have, uh, because I'm clear empathic. So any of you guys who are clear empathic, or by that I mean um, empath, empathic or an empath, you have a strong desire to be alone sometimes. And the reason why that is, is because you're constantly getting emotional energy projected onto you. And so it makes it easier if you spend time by yourself, right? It helps you recharge that energy. So I'm going to tell you guys about how this energy transition happens with people. And when I understood this example it really changed things for me. So let's say, you know, uh, Tom and Frank are in a, best names I could come up with off the bat. Tom and Frank are in a uh, disagreement. And one wants to um, get off work early and the other wants to continue to work. So Tom wants to get off early. Frank wants to continue to work the rest of the day. And... Basically, what happens is Tom gets angry with Frank and becomes, um, puts him down or cuts him down in ways. When you're doing that, and of course, 
uh, this is just an example. When you're doing that, when Tom is cutting down Frank, he's actually taking his energy. He is stealing his energy. And so when you put a person down or don't recognize their feelings and help transfer energy back and forth, if you're not transferring energy back and forth from one another in a positive way and you're transferring energy back and forth in a negative way, you're actually stealing somebody's energy. And I know that sounds, um, I mean, different than probably what a lot of people say um, or just a different way to look at it. But when you're disagreeing with someone or you're not just disagreeing, but if you're putting someone down or making them feel bad or scolding them, like we think of our, I have kids. So when we think of our children, if we're talking, not that children don't need, um, discipline, right? Every, like kids need correction so they can grow up to be good adults. But when you're putting someone down, you are taking their energy. And when we think of animals, that can be done with animals too. I just seen on the news the other day that a guy was dragging his dog in the house and somebody took a video of it and turned him into the police and that. So what he's actually doing, even though that dog, just like a child, is really going to still look at you as their alpha, their dominant person and the person that's supposed to be taking care of them, you're really stealing that person's energy or that uh, animal's energy. It's the same with plants. Um, If you're constantly um, talking about how you have a terrible green thumb and this and that, like plants need that same positivity. And I know that sounds kind of strange to some people, but it's, it's a transfer of energy. So I've had people ask me, uh, like why I charge. And I've heard someone have, people have long drawn out, uh, shows about this or podcasts. And the simple explanation is the reason I charge for readings is because it's a transfer of energy. There has to be a transfer of energy. Otherwise the world is off balance. Things are off balance if there's not a transfer of energy. So we think about that. And with our animals, if we're showing them love and they're showing us love, that's a transfer of energy. If it has to be on balance or it affects the energetic um, flow that's supposed to occur. So that's kind of how auras work and energy works. So you can actually see... Uh, And some people get good enough at it, at seeing auras, that they can actually see the aura color or the transfer of energy as an aura between two people disagreeing. Or two people that are having a really good moment and there's a real positive transfer of aura or energy. You can see that too if you get really good at seeing auras. So I don't know if there's a lot of people that have talked about that, but I wanted to talk about that because I think that's a really cool thing to know that not only can we see and feel things as a psychic or as a medium. I mean, if you have any one of the clairs, you are psychic. Like, and this is a natural ability. Um, You just kind of have to train it, right? You just kind of have to, it's kind of like when you first learn to ride a bicycle, when you're struggling a little, and then you get to know how to do it, and then it's very hard to forget how to do it, right? So, 
that's that that transfer of energy. So when you go out today after listening to this video or this podcast, excuse me, when you go out today, like I want you to do something good for someone else. It doesn't have to be monetary. Hold the door. Um, ask somebody if they're okay. Like somebody that needs it, that you really, that you feel needs it. I know we get so caught up in our day-to-day lives that we forget this transfer of energy is important. And I, I see that sometimes, especially when I'm in like large places with large people or or large crowds of people, excuse me. Um, I see that where we kind of just kind, kind of seclude ourselves and people don't say hello to each other or talk to each other or to lend a helping hand, or do, you know, like, sometimes that just doesn't happen. We get over, like, our society, and it is, the only difference is, and people like to say that it's because our our uh, culture has changed, and I really don't believe that's necessarily the case. I think that we, we as a culture, have have learned ways to connect constantly to people, right? Like, so we're in large crowds more often. We're online with people talking more often. And we're just seeing that there's just a lot of connection time with other people. And so it's not as valued as it would be if you didn't interact with the people as often, right? Um, so that's just kind of my take on that. But definitely, like, it doesn't have to be monetary. I mean, if it is, that's fine too. Like, I know there's a lot of people who get in the line at, at, you know, McDonald's or Arby's or uh, Starbucks and they pay for the person that's behind them that had ordered. Um, That, I mean, that's a really good gesture. I really feel like there's certain people in our world that actually, like, just all they need is somebody to say something kind to them. Uh, We look at people who are on her, her... uh, going through rough times, like people who are homeless and things like that. And I've been in big cities where I come from a really, the town I live in, I grew up in is probably about 25,000 people or so. So I guess I am kind I'm like, I learned to be realistic about people who were on the street and not everybody is safe, right? To say hi, walk up to and say hi to whatever. I know that. But what I'm saying is that there are people that are safe to be, to go up to and to give food to or to give, a, you know, at least a kind gesture to let them know that you know that they're there. You know, you know that they're part of the world. So that's just my, my, what I wanted to talk to you guys about today. So definitely check out the Celestine Prophecies. It is amazing, amazing, amazing. I'm actually getting ready to re or to listen to it on the audiobook. I read um, read it uh, in book form, but I also wanted to listen to it in the audiobook because, or on the audiobook because I thought that you know it's just something that I needed a refresher on, and so um, that's definitely really good information in that book. And then the other thing is that I'm going to provide the Exploring Claire Audience group link down below in the description. And I also have five uh, Claire Audience masterclasses that I'm offering right now. And I believe they're only $22 until March 3rd, each each masterclass. So whatever you have, whether so there's Clairvoyant, there's Claire Cognizant, Claire Sentient, Claire Empathic, and Claire Audience. 
Um, so those five are in there. And so I'll provide the link to those down below. There's a lot of great information. In short, we talk about, um, I explain what it is. I talk about different ways to enhance it or to balance chakras that are related to it, what types of crystals you can use uh, for that particular clair, and then go into different ways that you can practice that clair and ex enhance that clair. So that's all I have for you guys today. I hope you enjoyed the podcast. Thank you all for listening. Like, I can't even explain. I don't even know how to express my gratitude. I just thank you. Thank you all for listening and following my podcast. And it just means a lot to me that I can help other people too. So go out there and do something nice in the world today. And I'll, I'll, I'll go out and do something nice in the world today. And I'll make sure that I tell you guys about it a couple episodes from now. I'm going to try to shoot a couple podcasts out today. Have a good day.